to lead us as far as tonight's service is concerned. And let's sense and seek what it is that the Lord is going to do in the time that is ours. The 95th Psalm tells us, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. If you don't think you have anything to be thankful for tonight, let me tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm not thankful because it's Thanksgiving holiday season. I'm thankful because I was able to come in the house of the Lord. And if you're virtual tonight, you should be thankful because there was a means for you to fellowship and worship the Lord virtually tonight because that wasn't a thing a couple years ago. There is a reason to be thankful tonight and you should be shouting joyfully for it. Continue to shout, continue to be grateful and give thanks to God this evening as we join in with the choir in our opening hymn. Every word for an answer, Jesus gave me. 
lift him up, lift him up. For those of you that are standing, if you want to keep standing, we're going to move into our scripture reading moment. And for those of you that are virtual with us, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and put in the chat. Tell us where you're worshiping with us. We'd love to see what city or state that uh, we have people who have come to fellowship with us, even our virtual space. As you turn it in your Bibles, if you would turn to Colossians 3, Colossians 3, verse 12 through 17 will be read. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. And it reads, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also must so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord is already blessed. Let us go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for already being here and showing up to stir our souls this evening. Lord, we come to you with praise, we come to you with thanks. We come to you with open hearts looking for you to move in this atmosphere, Lord. Lord, we want you to have your way in everything that we do. We want it to glorify you this evening, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to enter the doors of the church. We thank you for the opportunity to virtually come and worship with one another, praising you, singing to you. Lord, we thank you for the preach word that shall come forth and convict our hearts and stir change in us so that we may grow closer to you. And for those who do not believe in you yet, Lord, that they may hear a word on this evening that will make them want to proclaim that you are their Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we all say amen.
disappointments come and time I believe we can do a whole lot better than that anybody know there's something about the name of Jesus that make demons tremble and make you feel a whole lot better come on let's give our male ensemble a round of applause thank you all for blessing us with your gift of song good evening good evening good evening to all of those that are in the house as well as those that are watching us online we want to thank you 
for taking time out to join us as far as this moment of worship is concerned. And we, of course, are certainly delighted and elated uh, to have uh, Bishop Joseph Walker. I'll be introducing him in a little bit. But what I want to do is I want to share uh, my pastoral greetings and some uh, insight. And then there's a video that we want to share with you all as far as this time is concerned. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert another moment of prayer. And I'm going to ask that uh, Minister Erica Minas, she prepares to take us to the throne of grace as far as thanking God uh, for whatever we want to or feel we need to thank God for. So as we move as far as this worship experience is concerned, I am certainly delighted to let us know that we are participating with the Belmont neighborhood as far as Thanksgiving items are concerned. And we're asking that if you would like to join us, you can bring those items this Saturday and Sunday. Saturday at uh, noon after the Men of Valor virtual meeting or Sunday during our morning worship service. The items that we need are canned items or box items. We don't need any turkeys or hams. Amen. Canned items or box items. The canned items are green beans, collard greens, corn, sweet potatoes, carrot, cranberry sauce, condensed soup, chicken, mushroom, and celery. Box items, cornbread, stuffing mix, bisquick, instant potatoes, and rice. Um, I almost sound like Shirley Caesar singing that song. <laughs> Our giveaway is going to be on Saturday, November the 20th. And notice we made preparation for that, that uh, we only going to be doing a food distribution from our food pantry, and that happened on yesterday. Also, just want to let you know that we have one more installation of Thankful Thursday that will be taking place on next week, um, on November the 18th, and our guest preacher will be the Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown, the senior pastor-elect of the Shallow Baptist Church in Plainfield, New Jersey. And, of course, we're starting at 7 o'clock. And whoever is in the house, that's how we're going to flow. Amen. But we're looking forward to the Lord doing a wonderful thing as far as that space is concerned. Just want to let you know one more thing that we're doing here at St. Paul. On next Wednesday, hear me well, Wednesday, November the 17th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., we will be a Moderna COVID vaccination site. Moderna COVID vaccination site. All right. So this site is only for those that will be getting the Moderna and you can come and get your first dose, your second dose or a booster shot. All right. Your first dose, second dose or a booster shot. So children are able to get shots, but it's of from the Pfizer brand, not the Moderna. So this is for those that are 18 and older. If you have not been vaccinated, I, I want to encourage you to get vaccinated. Uh, that's the only way that we're going to curb this pandemic and uh, turn back this tide is to get vaccinated and continue to wash our hands and wear our mask um, as far as that's concerned. So that's going to be this Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, I don't believe you have to register. Am I right, Karen? Just show up, just show up, and um, they will help you to process as far as that's concerned. At this time, uh, is the video ready? All right. If you would, uh, turn your attention to the screen and check out who we're getting the testimony from.
I'm the minister of music here at St. Paul, now for 18 years. This is what brought me to St. Paul. I was teaching high school music, uh, chorus and uh, music theory slash piano, and um, God called me here to St. Paul. That was in 2003. I'm usually a grateful person, just period. Um, God has really been good to me uh, throughout my life and uh, through all the things that I've faced. This year, I'm especially grateful because um, I am, as of, I guess, around May of this year, per a doctor's uh, visit that I have had, uh, I'm now officially a cancer survivor. When I think back on what the last year has been for me from July of 2020 up until now, I am amazed. I'm still in a state of amazement. I am blown away by what my experience was like and how God walked me through that entire experience. God was present uh, even before I found out um, about everything. God was present in that situation and, um, and walked me through it. I went in to see my doctor because I had um, trouble singing. I'd been teaching music for so many years um, in one way or another, that I had developed um, what I found out were polyps on my vocal cords. And so I went to an ENT, discovered that, and I actually went in for surgery to have the polyps removed. Uh, that was in July of 2020. And um, the surgery was really successful. Um, the doctor, the surgeon was really proud of the work she had done, and so was I. And so uh, in my follow-up appointments, she showed me pictures of the difference, the before and afters of my vocal cords. Um, so they were like beautiful cords and all that after she finished, which was great. Um, so I was very happy. I was in recovery from that. But about two weeks after the surgery, I started to feel um, something wasn't right in the back of my throat on this side, my left side. And so... Uh, I um, tried some home remedies, some teas, things of that sort, thinking, you know, this is just, you know, something minor, it'll go away after a few days. And I, after checking with my uh, primary care physician, uh, who was not willing to see me face to face, because COVID was going on, and that, at that time we didn't have vaccines or anything like that, there weren't a lot of known safety protocols in place. So she, uh, she wouldn't see me face to face. She prescribed an antibiotic, uh, which I went and picked up and took faithfully. And after that round of antibiotics, I still had the problem. I just felt something in the back of my throat. And, and the spirit was really telling me, don't take this lightly, you know, get this checked out. So I kept pursuing it. And after speaking with uh, a friend about it, I learned, okay, maybe I should go a step further. Um, went to go see uh, an ENT here in Charlotte. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to give him a, a plug, but his name's Dr. Gillespie. He's really good. <laughs> uh, I went to see him, um, and he was surprised the antibiotic didn't work. And so he said, well, I'm going to put you on a second one, and um, we'll see how that works. And so I went back, and that one hadn't worked either. Um, he finally said, you know, I want to do a biopsy just to make sure, just 
that we might be thorough. I was very glad that I had gone to see an African-American doctor who didn't simply uh, shuffle it under the rug. Uh, what he said was, you've probably been having troubles with your throat. And he asked me a few questions and I agreed, yes. I've been having a little trouble over the years. He said it was probably, you know, this that people were just dismissing uh, without really checking into it. Um, so after running the biopsy, uh, he uh, called me back to the office and put me on a third antibiotic while we waited on results. I then, I went back for that last visit and he said, Mr. Gibson, I'm sorry to say this, but it's cancer. And, um, and I said, oh, well. And he said, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, doc, um, at least we know what it is now. And we can, uh, we know the next steps to take um, to um, hopefully get rid of it. He said, yeah, I know, but I just know what kind of road you have against, uh, you know, ahead of you. And, and I said, I know, but everything will be fine. What I realized in that moment that still actually kind of shocks me is that um, the word wasn't scary. Um, this is why I think the name of God, you know, the name of Jesus is so important in our lives. Um, so that no other word or no other thing you face ever tops that name. And so I heard the word, don't get me wrong, I'm human. Uh, a few weeks later, I was like, okay, whew, <laughs> you know, it, it starts to sink in. And I had a couple of moments where I had to cry some stuff out like to just deal with the reality of it. Like, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is cancer. And so I'm glad though that God's name held this, this highest position. And, and so I always felt like this is something we can, we can manage, you know, God and I have it. Um, so after that, a frenzy of doctors is assigned. Um, they're going uh, like crazy, assembling a team and they schedule appointments for you and all that. So all of that uh, was happening. And by uh, maybe August or so, we had a date uh, set up to have a surgery done to remove the tumor. Um, so I had the choice of having the tumor removed or having radiation. And so I thought, oh, well, all the doctors seem to think you get the tumor removed, everything's good, you'll heal up, you'll be okay. And I thought, that's great, I'll, I'll take that option. Um, and so I did. Um, at the end of October, actually a year ago this past Saturday, I had the uh, surgery and everything went really well. Uh, the doctor said, oh, we have to do a bit more carving in there than we anticipated um, because I wanted to cut around any margins where there might be some cancer cells left. Uh, so he did that. He's a very good surgeon, did his job well. Um, and then after the surgery, I had, while I was you know, still trying to heal up, he uh, came to me and said, listen, turns out we um, discovered there were some cells left um, in the tissue behind where your tonsil was. My tumor was isolated to my tonsil. Uh, so he said, so you are going to have to do radiation. So uh, there were maybe seven weeks of radiation, which was tough. Re uh, recovering from the surgery was tough. Uh, recovering from radiation so um, I 
even through all of that, um, I was most confident in how God handled me uh, and took care of me through the entire process. I remember when I first found out what was going on with me, um, the Lord came to me in a dream and, and gave me some assurances first. Uh, one of them was that, although you have this, this isn't the thing that takes you out. You know, I got, I got you. Uh, one of the other things was that God spoke with me about God's relationship with me. And um, the kind of reassurance that I got was weird because what I came away from that dream uh, knowing was that although you're going to survive this, if you weren't going to, you'd be okay, you know? And that resonated with me more deeply than anything else, I think, during the process. Like, God saying, we're okay. Um, despite your faults and your flaws, you know, I know who you are, and, and we're okay. The third thing that I got from that dream, which was really astonishing, was that God um, showed me a fruit, uh, a fruit that I had never heard of, um, to eat, and literally presented it to me in this vision. And uh, so I went on the internet looking for what this is, because I'd never seen it before, typing all these different uh, things in to find out what this fruit was. It's something called pomelo. When I looked it up, I found out that uh, some researchers have found out that it uh, has some cancer-killing properties. It blew my mind um, that God cared for me so much that he would be that specific and that he would be that doting and that God would literally come to see about me. Like, we hear it in songs and, and all of that, you know, the Lord will come right on time and all that. We hear all, all these wonderful sermons. It's really something different to, to experience God literally coming to see about you and saying something to you that is specifically um, for your situation. And um, that still blows me away. Anyway, I was eating it like crazy. Um, what I was very uh, fortunate, very blessed to experience is that the cancer we caught at stage one, and although there were months of waiting between when you find out and when you have your surgery, and between your surgery and the radiation, and between radiation and recovery, there's a lot of time that's passing, and so you're thinking to yourself, my God, is this thing growing? It's how long has it been here? And all that. And so... Um, Bless God, mine never moved past stage one. And even though it was uh, in the throat area, it hadn't affected any lymph nodes in the area at all, um, hadn't spread to any other part of my body. I, I thank God that while the time was passing, the disease wasn't progressing. And so I thank God for pomelo, <laughs> for God uh, coming to me to tell me about it. So it was a hard year, though. Um, we were dealing with COVID, and um, and then I heard about the cancer, and we were wrestling to get things done here at at church, and um, 
with worship and um, different people were going through different things. Uh, 2020 was a rough year. And so um, we have been very fortunate. Um, as I really turn my attention to something else I'm incredibly grateful for, uh, it's all the people who have been giving of themselves from the time we found out about uh, COVID well through 2020 and now 2021, as we head into 2022, still dealing with COVID. Um, the singers, the musicians, um, everybody on the media team, um, the ministerial staff, so everybody's just been really pushing to make sure that God's word still gets out and God's message still gets out and we're still trying to help a lot of people. Uh, and so I'm very grateful for that. I I'm grateful for God keeping me in such a manner that while I was dealing with cancer, I was still able to come and serve. Um, and so God was really holding me up uh, and strengthening me uh, to be able to serve whenever I could. I'm very grateful for Pastor Scott being so gracious during this entire ordeal. Um, uh, I think St. Paul is blessed in that we had a good leader when COVID struck and, um, and we've been able to not only survive, but in, in many ways uh, thrive during a, a pandemic. God's um, spirit in him really led him to be gracious toward me while I was dealing with probably the toughest thing I think I've had to deal with physically in life um, being the cancer. And so I'm grateful for that um, and for God just, just ushering me through the process. I, I don't know how many ways I can say that. I really still feel as if I have this shout in me that I haven't <laughs> had a chance to get out yet. So I have these moments of praise that sort of leak out um, whether I'm at the keyboard or at home. Um, sometimes, you know, my thankfulness just, just pours out. Um, and so I keep waiting on this big moment where I'm like, I really get a good woosa of praise. Um, because uh, heretofore it's been just, you know, some praise here, some praise here, some praise there. Um, I'm in incredibly grateful. And I think I'm still overwhelmed. Um, so that's what I'm grateful for, uh, for 2020, uh, leading into 2021, um, God seeing me through and seeing all of us through. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm grateful for David Scott Gibson. Anybody else in the house grateful that the Lord has kept him? and that the Lord has healed him. Um, um, wow. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I think a thank you praise go right there. Those that's watching us online, as well as those that are in the house, we have so much to be thankful for. I, it ain't on the program, but I think that uh, this is a good place 
to come to the Lord in prayer for something that we're thankful for. How many of y'all are grateful for at least one thing? Now, I know I got some fellow travelers in the house that's grateful for more than one thing, but if you are grateful for one thing, online, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Vimeo, I want you to do something right now. Just do something crazy. Why don't you just put those blessed hands together, give God a praise in your living room, in your kitchen, in your dining room, in your workout area, in your bedroom. The Bible says that, oh, we ought to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Somebody going to catch that on the way out. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Somebody gonna catch that on the way home one more time. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. 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 I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody know he's worthy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all feeling me on in virtual space, in the digital space? Come on. Hallelujah. Lift up those blessed hands and let the Lord know how grateful you are for what he has done. Listen, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer right now. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And usually we will grab hands, but we're in COVID right now, so we can't do all that. But wherever you are right now, wherever you are right now, I just want you to give God. Whatever you're wrestling with, I want you to thank God for whatever the Lord has done. Uh, Minister Erica is going to come and lead us in prayer. And we're going to take it to the Lord. And we, hold it. And now, this is the crazy thing. Erica, what I want you to pray for tonight, I don't want you to ask God for anything. <laughs> Somebody's going to catch that on way home. I don't want you to ask God for nothing. I don't want you to ask God for no healing. I don't want you to ask God for no deliverance. I just want you to do a prayer of thanksgiving. Somebody going to catch that on the way home. When we develop an attitude of gratitude, when we develop a grateful heart, God moves in incredible ways that we can never imagine. So, so, so Eric, if you would just do a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of gratitude. I want you to ask God for no healing no deliverance, no, no, no. Just talk to the Lord about how good he is and just let the Lord know how thankful we are. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come here today grateful because you kept us. Lord, you kept us all year long. That's why we're here today, because you kept us. Lord, we're here because it didn't matter what man said to us. It didn't matter what the doctor said all That's year long. That's a good one, Reggie. We're here today because of what you spoke over us, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you are a consistent God, that you will never fail, and that, Lord, you make us conquerors over everything. Lord, so many of us had different journeys this year. We heard the doctor tell us it was a stroke. We heard the doctor tell us it's diabetes, it's multiple sclerosis, it's COVID. We heard the doctor tell us it was cancer. We heard the doctor tell us we lost our sight, but we still here, God, yes, and God. we thank you yes, God. because we're still here. And it's all because of 
grace and your mercy and how you guided us through the journey, Lord. Lord, we thank you for walking with us. Lord, we thank you to, for talking to us and for being in our ear when so many other voices wanted to tell us that things were bad, that things were falling apart, when things were chaos all around us. You were that consistent voice that said, it's going to be all right. And I'm not going to leave you, my child, because you are mine, because I see you, because I know your name, Lord. You were there for us, and we thank you. Lord, we thank you for provisions. We know that this year was tough, and some of us lost a lot of things, and we didn't know where the next meal was coming from. We didn't know where the mortgage was coming from. We didn't know if we was going to get to keep our car still here and Lord we thank you because even when we didn't know where the next thing was coming from you gave us brothers and sisters in Christ to extend their provisions that you blessed them with yes, yes, Lord yes. you let us be a vessel and bless other people you let us reach deep down in our pockets and share so that others could be lifted up so that others could know your love so that others could keep pressing on when they didn't know if they could Lord Lord we thank you for being our source of hope. Lord, we thank you for moving mountains. Lord, we thank you for doing the things that we didn't know if they could be done. You did them, Lord, and we thank you for doing them. We thank you for doing things we didn't even know we needed protection from. Lord, we didn't even know we was in danger. We didn't know suffering was around the corner. We didn't know that harm was coming toward us. We didn't know what was going to happen and you blocked it Lord without us even having to ask you and we thank you Lord we thank you so much for all that you did for us Lord we thank you because you didn't let us fall apart when people told us things we didn't shake and tremble inside because we know pray the God Erica, we pray serve. Erica pray we Erica pray Erica we serve and we didn't fall apart Lord we thank you for making our feet like hinds feet you put us in the high places and lord we didn't fall you kept us we didn't fall at all you kept us we didn't Great have Erica. to look back we Great didn't have Erica. to look at the ground we didn't have to wonder what was going on around us because you are the god of the universe you are the god of the creation you are the god that we are made in your image you are our god you are our source. You are our everything. And we thank you. We can't thank you enough, Lord. But we thank you for bringing us thus far through things that we didn't even know we needed help. You helped us. And we are grateful. And we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give God a praise of thanksgiving right now? We used to sing this song. All day, oh, the angels. Y'all know anything about that? Keep watching. Come on, brother. Over me, my Lord. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Oh,
are checking us out online, join in online. But sometimes you just gotta be in the space. Am I right about? One more time. Without the music, all night. All night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All day. discovered one thing about being thankful is that when you are thankful you show your appreciation somebody gonna catch that on the way home you show your appreciation uh, I gotta apologize to Bishop because I plan on having had I had planned on having them up 15 minutes ago uh, but sometimes you got to just give way to the spirit amen this is the wonderful time for us to show our gratitude. And I've discovered that when you give from a place of gratefulness, of gratitude, I don't have to beg you, I don't have to cajole you, I don't have to trick you. Because when you think about how good the Lord has been, something in you just gets stirred to give. All right? We got people that are watching us online. Those are in the house. We're getting ready to give at this time. There are three ways you can give here at the St. Paul Church. The first one is by either mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Or you can drop off your check, cash, or money order here at the church. Call the church office first. Make sure someone is here at 704-334-5309. The other way you can give is through our website, through Church Life, or through um, our website, ACS. Then the final way you can give is through the app called Giveify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. So tonight, however you're giving, if you have a physical offering, I'll let you know how you can give that in just a moment. There's a basket on the row in front of you where you can just drop it in just a moment. But we're going to give unto the Lord at this time. So if you have an offering and if you're able, uh, place your offering in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you in the work of the kingdom tonight. God, after... Minister Erica's prayer, I don't know about anybody else, but I can't help but to give. After hearing David Scott Gibson give his testimony, I, I can't help but to give. So God, um, 
in the house and across social media and throughout uh, this world right now where people are watching us. We pray that you will continue to touch their hearts. And for those that give from a place of gratitude, bless them in an immeasurable, incredible way. It's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and we claim it done. Amen. If you have a physical offering, there's a basket on the row in front of you. If you would, just drop your offering in the basket uh, on the row in front of you. Someone will receive that from our account team. And we want to thank you as far as your opportunity to give. I am giving tonight. Uh, Givelify, I'm going to give $100. Anybody that want to join me in that, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, because I'm giving from a place of, of gratitude. So we invite you to join us there. Listen, it is preaching time. It is preaching time. Put those hands together. Let's give God praise. And what, what an opportunity and what a blessing it is for us to have uh, a person of this magnitude and stature to be joining us as far as this preaching moment here at St. Paul Church. He, I've been knowing him, oh gosh, for at least about 15 years now. Um, and if anyone within the black church know anything about um, doing church well and with a high level of excellence, they know our preacher for tonight. He is none other than uh, Bishop Joseph Warren Walker III. He is the senior pastor of the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and the presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, where he succeeded the founding international presiding bishop, uh, Bishop Paul S. Morton, uh, Sr. Uh, God allowed for Bishop Walker to go to the Mount Zion Church back in 1992 at the tender age 24. He took a church that had, oh gosh, less than 200 members. And as of what, as of now, he has over 30,000 members across the globe. Amen. He continues to grow his ministry and continues to grow the full gospel Baptist Church Fellowship at an, at an amazing rate. Um, I don't think that Bishop Morton could have chosen a better person to follow him and to take his legacy and, and vision and lift it to another level. He, he's well learned. He is um, a graduate of Southern University in Baton Rouge. He's a native of Shreveport. Um, and he is the spiritual son of a preacher that used to come preach for us, Dr. Harry Blake. Um, native of Shreveport, graduate of Southern University where he played in the band and where he played Jamaica Sci-Fi Fraternity Beta Sig. You, you got a lot of cues in the house, amen. Um, he got his, um, um, got his MDL from Vanderbilt. He earned his Doctor of Ministry degree from Princeton uh, Theological Seminary. He has honorary doctorates, and his resume is quite impressive. But I think that he will be most proud to tell you that he is the husband to Dr. Stephanie, uh, the former Dr. Stephanie Hale, and he is the proud father of Giovanna uh, Willow and their son, Joseph Warren Walker IV. So I want to present to some and introduce to others our preacher for tonight, Friend, brother, beloved, one that I look up to and one that I glean a lot of uh, uh, resource and information from, Bishop Joseph Walker uh, III. He's going to bless us in his own immature way. The brothers are going to sing. After they sing, he's going to preach, pray for him, pray with him that the Lord will use him in a mighty and magnificent way. And if you've never heard him before, buckle up. You will be blessed. 
Come on. Come on, give God glory. Give him praise. Come on, he's worthy. Can anybody declare he's your rock? Come on, can you really declare he's your rock? Wow. We honor the Lord today, and I thank God today for this great man of God. I am so excited to be at St. Paul. Let me tell you something. Y'all got a great pastor. Y'all are so blessed. Make no mistake about it. I mean, come on. The Bible says he's worthy of double, double honor. I'm so grateful. He's my friend, my brother. We've known each other for that long, too. And uh, I just thank God for his life. I thank God for his great hospitality. You know, many are called, but few are chosen. And make no mistake about it, Robert Scott is one of the chosen ones. Will you help me honor him one more time? Come on. Thank you, St. Paul, for your kindness. And of course, I'm so grateful. These men are amazing. I love to hear men saying, I'm telling you, I'm just a man's man. So thank you all so much for being a blessing tonight. Yeah, give it up. And of course, we thank God for, again, I'm grateful for this man of God. I, I'm thankful for his heart, his, his love for people. And uh, he has just been that way all of his life. And I've known him in terms of just caring about people and just a visionary leader. You know, it's one of you have a pastor like that, uh, that a lot of people are great preachers, but not many are great preachers are great pastors. And he has it all wrapped up in one. So we thank God. Thank you, man of God. I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Also good to see my dear friend and frat brother as well here tonight. Uh, uh, bishop Herbert Crump, who's here tonight. He is presiding bishop of the Mount Calvary Holy Churches of America and uh, had a chance to be a part of his consecration in that office a few months back in Washington, D.C. And so glad, glad he drove in from Rock Hill, South Carolina, just to be with us tonight. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. So I'm surrounded by some cues tonight. I'm all right. I'm all right tonight. But listen, I'm thankful to God for those who are with us tonight. Um, the executive director of the Office of the Bishop in our ministry at Mount Zion, Andre Anderson, is here tonight. Would you help me thank God for him? He does a great job. And Karen Washington is with us tonight from our media ministry. She's out there uh, with our books and tapes and things. We bought a, a couple of books that I want to be a blessing to you. Um, a book I call Restored at the Root. Now, this is my... 13th and 14th book that I've written and Restored at the Root was really a book to help people get to the root of the issue. You ever woke up one day and say, what in the world is wrong with me? And you ever looked at somebody and wonder why they acted the way they did? And sometimes we respond to people without knowing there are deeper issues going on at the root. And the reason why our fruit is the way it is because we don't deal with root issues. And this book is about spiritual warfare coupled with clinical counseling. You need to pray, but you also need to go to therapy. Amen? And so I want you to go through this. It'll help you walk through getting to the root issues. And my latest book, Leadership and Loneliness. I mean, during this pandemic, all of us know what it's been like uh, to be in places of isolation and social distancing sometimes turned into social isolation. And when you're a leader, you're an outlier. You know, you're a person that's thinking outside the box. You're oftentimes like a unicorn. Not many people understand you. And I wrote this book to really help you understand that this can be a great season for you to be more creative and innovative. Some great visions come out of this season. Some great moments of greatness come out. So I want you to get it. I'll be signing both of them after service today. And I'd love to get a chance to meet you. And those of you online, thank you. 
for being connected tonight. And I love, if your pastor knows, he knows I'm a social media guy. I love connecting. So if you're out there on social media, I'd love for St. Paul to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. Let's stay connected. So I'm going to be bragging about y'all tonight anyway. I promise you I'm going to be bragging about the hospitality of St. Paul tonight. Are you ready for the word tonight? Are you ready for what God's going to do tonight? <clears throat> I want to take you over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There is a word from the Lord tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory for this word tonight. We pray you will speak it now so our lives are blessed. Somebody's faith is strengthened, and we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. It's only you can give us clarity of thought. And may the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. What a familiar passage of Scripture tonight. We, are, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death. For Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also be manifested in our mortal flesh so that death worketh in us but life in you and I want today just to talk about I've got trouble but trouble doesn't have me I got trouble but trouble doesn't have me you know what distinguishes us as believers of God it's really our posture in pain. It's our ability to be different in the midst of difficult circumstances. People watch us, may not ever tell you that they're watching you, but the fact is, is that there is something that separates you from the average person. The way you can tell the difference between a child of God and someone in the world is to put them under the microscope of trial and tribulation, and you will see a difference. When the world holds their head down, we look to the heels and what cometh our help because our help comes from the Lord. When the world says there is no hope, we declare, but my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I'm standing, and all of the ground is sinking sand. When the world, when the world just doesn't see any way out of it, or they believe that the night will last forever, we declare that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The fact is, is that we hold our heads up. We walk around optimistic in the midst of pessimistic contexts. And people are wondering, what is it that we have? What is it that causes us to walk with this particular audacious confidence? We recognize that even though we endure trials in life, those trials come to serve a purpose. In essence, whatever happens in your life, it is not happening randomly, but it is happening on purpose and with purpose because God is working on something in you. Sometimes we lament about the seasons we go through and then we don't realize that God is moving in those events, right? That's why the scripture says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And there were some seasons in your life you really wish you could erase. Say, Lord, I didn't want to go through that. But then when you look back and you reflect over why God allowed you to go through it, you begin to thank God for things you were complaining about relationships that God severed you were whining about and said Lord why did you have to let me break up with that person why did you have to let that thing get away from me and then you saw that person in the mall two years later and began to say Lord I just want to thank you for deliverance 
jobs the Lord let you walk away from. And you're like, Lord, what's going on? This was my dream job. But then you realize that God was setting you up for something much greater. You see, I'm preaching this word today because God wants you to understand that we represent him in the world. We are kingdom representatives. And it is important to understand something that our witness matters. And we have to be children of God who go through life unfazed by the foolishness. We have to go through life and we have to realize that trouble will come in our lives. But we have to have a declaration that even though the inevitability of trials and trouble come in my life, I will not allow myself to be consumed by it. I will not allow myself to be defeated by it. That even though I have trouble, trouble will not have me. That I'm going to keep on pushing toward my dreams and my goals. I'm going to keep on making it happen in my life because God has a greater purpose for my life. And so I'm not going to sit here and lament and I'm not going to sit here and lick my wounds and feel sorry for myself. I'm going to keep pushing and I know God has something greater in my life. So the folk that's waiting on me to give up and have a breakdown or to just go on and just give up because I am not going to allow this season to destroy me because what the enemy sent to cause me to have a breakdown is nothing but a setup for my breakdown through i declare tonight i believe i got two or three witnesses now who can declare i may have trouble but trouble is not gonna have me paul paul speaks to the first to the church at corinth now it is a immature church paul has to do a lot of firsts with them he has to bring that church into order he has to help this church understand uh, what it looked like to walk as believers of christ because this church had a lot of zeal uh, but not necessarily according to knowledge paul sets the house in order regarding the gifts of the spirit paul begins to help them understand what it's like to walk in the nature and the confidence of jesus christ concerning their convictions and it is important uh, that you and i understand that we are kingdom representatives some people may not ever read the bible but they'll read the lives of those of us who profess it and some people are sitting on your job they might not even say anything they're just watching you to see how you're gonna respond see how you're gonna react to certain situations and so it is interesting here that paul then declares that we have this treasure in earthen vessel i want to i want to help you with that first of all because i want you to acknowledge that we are the recipients of his treasure in other words i just want you to declare tonight there's treasure in me can somebody just say there's treasure in me I understand something we have this treasure in earthen vessel it is a revelation don't miss this that God is working in your life and my life every single day and the enemy knows it and that's why the enemy is seeking to disrupt the plans of God by clouding your life with chaos and confusion and whatever occurs in your life you cannot lose sight of the fact that God is working inside of you as a matter of fact if you are experiencing trouble in your life it meant that simply this it means that dogs don't bark at parked cars if that was not something God was doing in your life the devil would leave you alone you ought to be giving God glory if you are experiencing the trouble because as a confirmation you got the devil nervous you see God God deposited gifts in you watch this knowing your human condition let me break this down God, God deposited gifts in you knowing your human condition what are you saying pastor I'm saying God placed treasure in earthen vessel he placed treasure in earthen vessel he made a deposit of gifts in us knowing everything about us he knew our flaws he knew our proclivities yet he still deposited gifts in us so would you please remind people who try to bring up your inadequacies that God knew all of that when he called you some people are trying to disqualify you based on your past and God has confirmed you based on your promise I'm trying to help somebody up in here 
today. People of God, listen carefully. I know there are times though when you look at your own life and you begin to realize the weight of what's inside of you and you begin to say, Lord, it's too much. I mean, my God, am I worthy for this? God, it's too much to handle. I know I woke up many nights and said, Lord, this is too much. You should have found somebody else to do this. I felt like Moses. I felt like Jeremiah. I felt like Jonah wanting to run because that is the natural proclivity of anybody who recognizes their own inadequacies and recognizes that God still wants to use you in spite of you. It's in those moments you've got to realize this. Watch this. Number one, God knew you could handle it. Whatever God called you to do, he already knew you could handle this. There's some things you didn't even believe you could do. Some jobs, some opportunities, but God knew you could handle it. Here's the other thing. He knew you wouldn't embarrass him because God knew wherever he took you, you were going to take him. Let me talk to somebody here. How high can God take you without losing you? Somebody knew whenever God would elevate you, you'd be like, Lord, it's you. I'm going to give you glory every single day. And God knew you would acknowledge him. God knew you would never get up there talking about you lucky, you fortunate, but God knew you'd be talking about I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed coming out. If it had not been for the grace of God, I wouldn't be where I am. See, never forget, it's not about you, it's all about him. We have this treasure in earth and vessel. Watch this, the power is not on us, but it's on him. See, it's not on you, it's on him. See, don't let this treasure be hijacked by your desire to be popular. You got a responsibility to tell people that what God is doing is doing through you. We are vessels. We are conduits. It is not about us. We live in a day where people got heads so big with egos you can't even get through the church door puffed up time by what you can't do this without me. If you think the Lord can't do this without you, die. I promise you tomorrow somebody else will be doing what you doing because God don't need us to get this work done that's why you got to remember what Paul said it's in him we live in him we move in him we have our being we got to know it ain't about us it's all about him but here's the deal now that I understand I have something in me I have something in me in spite of me God placed treasure in me in spite of me and it ain't about me it's all about him watch what Paul says now that we clear on that he says, I want you to have the appropriate response now in your trial. He says, now watch this now. Paul says, now we have, we have these troubles that will come. We are troubled on every side. Now this is important because our response reflects our relationship to Christ. You can watch how certain people respond in a crisis and it gives you an indication of where they are spiritually. One thing that is of note is that you can't react. You got to respond. When you react, you are in your emotions. See, some of you are too emotional. Ooh, let me help you understand this. When you act in your emotion, see, the problem is your emotion is what's caused so much commotion in your life. Because when you act in your emotion, it lets us know that you have not had much devotion. The reason why Peter took out his switchblade in the garden of Gethsemane because when he should have been praying, he was asleep. And because you have now responded out of your emotion, Jesus says, put up your sword, put up your blade, Peter, because if he had done the right thing at the right time, you would have done the response the right way. Reason why some of you cussing folk out and you come in the church shouting hallelujah because you're in your emotions. The reason why you can't sleep at night because you're in your emotions, you're in your feelings. But let me tell you, you cannot react. You have got to respond. 
See, you got to understand something. You can't prevent the trials from coming. Paul knew this as well. He, Paul says, we are trouble. We, we, we are. Not, not I am. We. In other words, trouble is an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> trouble, trouble, you can't get around it. I don't care how, how good you think you are, you can't get around trouble. We are trouble. You ain't the only one going through trouble. We are trouble. As a matter of fact, Job says in Job 14 and one man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's why I don't invite trouble in my life. I don't need people to bring trouble in my life because I'm already guaranteed trouble. Why would I add trouble to the trouble I already got? Paul says we are trouble on every side. And soon as you realize the inevitability of the trials in your life, watch this, you begin to realize you ain't the only one going through it. The devil got you in a place where you think you're the only one going through it. Ain't nobody else understand what I'm dealing with. Baby, you ain't the only one going through trouble. I mean, I wish I had some witnesses up in here could just lift your hand and say, listen, I know what it's like to go through trouble. But you've got to realize you won't have to do anything wrong sometime to go through trouble. The rain can fall on the just and the unjust. You could be minding your own business. But you've got to realize, listen carefully, that trouble don't last always. Ooh, I'm trying to help somebody. That God told me to tell somebody tonight, you got to outlive what's trying to outlive of you see you can control how you respond to it Paul juxtaposes the reality of trials with a conjunction I like that we are troubled on every side but whoo, see that's a significant point because we got to understand the importance of uh, determining our response when we go through you see the idea here is that we must understand we are guided Watch, our response is tied to three things first it's tied to his word what does God say about my situation? See, when I'm going through a trial, I can't be worried about what you're saying about my situation. I got to worry about what God said about my situation. I got to remind myself what God said about my situation. God told me he knows the plans he thought toward me. These are thoughts of peace and not evil to give me a future and a hope. God already told me he knows who I am. God told me I'm the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. When I'm going through a trial, I got to know what God's word said about me. God says I will protect my anointed. I know what God's word said about me but also no wait a minute I know his will for my life because whatever happens in my life is tied to his will this is gonna bless somebody whatever happens in my life is tied to his will huh this is what Job says right Job says on one occasion shall we just accept good from God we can't accept bad from God because whatever happens in your life in some way, you got to realize it is tied to God's will for your life. You don't realize what God is doing. God is making you stronger. God is increasing your prayer life. If you had not gone through some of the stuff you've gone through, you would think everybody was your friend. If you had not gone through some of the stuff you've gone through, you wouldn't pray like you pray. You wouldn't worship like you worship. That's why I thank God for my mountains. I thank him for my valleys. I thank him for every storm I've been through. Because if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know what faith in his word could do. Listen. Here's the deal. Please, please understand this. Now, there are some relationship truths I must accept. I want you to get this. Please get this. I'm, I'm almost done. I promise I'm not a long-winded preacher. Here it is. He says, now understand something. Now, we understand who we are, and we understand that our response. We are troubled, but we respond differently. But there are some relationship truths, right? What are they? He says, now, understand. We are, we are killed all day long. We're like, we have partnership in his, with him in this. What are, you, what are you saying? Here's the deal. See, there's never a problem embracing the blessings associated with your relationship with Christ. There's never a shortage of shouting when the Lord is blessing you. 
in the attack. Can you shout woo, when the bottom falls out? Can you shout when you've been ambushed by the enemy? See, when you accept Christ, you're declaring, watch this, that whatever we encounter, I know Christ was my example. I just watch how he dealt with it and it helps me understand how to go through what I'm going through. Watch this. Paul says his life is manifested in ours. We have an example on how to handle trouble. Watch this. Jesus was no stranger to it. Study his life. You understand there is nothing you deal with he didn't deal with. He dealt with haters, betrayal, being unappreciated, misunderstood, beaten, falsely accused, and crucified. The question is, how did Jesus handle it? What was the template? I'm glad you asked. Can I help you understand something? There are four fundamental things I want you to know about Jesus. Here's the first one. His assignment was greater than his adversity. Jesus never let the adversity trump his assignment. He knew that what he was called to do was greater than what he was going through. And it's only until you realize that your call is greater than your adversity will you ever get through what you're going through because it ain't about you. You got to realize there are people depending on you. Wait a minute. Here's your... He never... Watch this. You got to understand. He had a disciplined prayer life. How did Jesus get through this? Wait a minute. Because Jesus would get up in the morning... He would go about and pray. He'd come back and handle the stuff he had to handle. Right. Now, it's interesting because when you understand prayer, you have to understand something about his prayer life. Because Jesus, when you really study it, you have to begin to realize when Jesus gives a sermon on the mount, Pastor, it's very interesting to me how Jesus uh, makes this stark contrast between authentic prayer and disingenuous prayer uh -huh. by telling them in the sermon on the mount. Remember, he says this. Don't be like the hypocrites. Uh -huh. Because they think that they're going to be heard for their much speaking. That kind of prayer is impotent prayer. It has no power. Because that prayer, they have been, they, that prayer gets the applause of man. When you pray, whew, go in your closet and talk to your father. And your father would see it in secret, shall reward you openly. In other words, some of y'all think it's the length of your prayer. <laughs> That's why you got all these prayer preliminaries. This evening, my heavenly father, once more and again, your humble child with a bow down head and humble heart, thank you that last night lying down was not my last. My mattress is not my cooling board. And when I stack up hymn books and Bible, see, that's just religious language. But try going down the interstate in Charlotte and somebody about to run you off the road. Try this. This evening, my heavenly father, once more and again, that's your humble child. What about now? Baby, you ain't got time for all that. Sometimes you just got to say, Jesus. Somebody can be a witness between the gas pedal and the brake. He'll step in right on time because it's not the length of your prayer. It's the strength of your prayer. Jesus is on the main line. Stop talking so much and just tell him what you want. Amen. Here's the third thing. Here's a, don't, allow, don't allow your disappointment with people to derail your destiny. <laughs> How did Jesus deal with trouble? Because people disappointed him. Let me talk to you. Come on, let me talk to you. With your church hurt self. I ain't coming back because they hurt me in church. Jesus never let the church, the people, derail his destiny. I'm never going to give somebody that much authority in my life 
Well, you're going to uproot me from where God wanted me to be. I'm going to stay right here. You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to want to speak to me. But baby, you're not going to let me miss my blessing. And here's the other thing. If Jesus teaches us anything else, he teaches us this. That on the cross, he teaches us how to hang in there. I just want to talk to somebody right now who's going through hell in your life. The word of the Lord for you tonight is just do what Jesus did. Hang in there. They're talking about you on the job, but hang in there. You got problems in your house right now, but just hang in there. Because somebody here knows this ain't going to last forever. Because yes, yes, please understand some people of God. Listen, can, can, I, can, I, can I help you understand? You understand the, the, the awareness of the reach of your testimony. Your testimony has reach your testimony has reach can, can, I, can I leave this with y'all tonight Paul says listen there's power in your testimony Paul says now death works in us <laughs> that life may work in you yeah. D.G. Barnhouse, the German theologian, says when God calls us, he bids us come and die, right? This idea that we take up our cross, we deny ourselves and follow him. It's this idea that what we do as believers, we have to die of ourselves. But by dying of ourselves, others are living through our witness. I'm going to help somebody. So you can't lead like him if you don't look like him. Some of y'all don't even realize, man. The stories and images in the Bible, man, people who have powerful testimonies, people who did not allow themselves to be paralyzed by their pain, the people who still spoke of the goodness of God in the midst of what they were going through. Remember when Job was going through what he went through? Job had a powerful testimony. You know what Job was going through and his wife said, curse God and die. His friends sat around and said, man, what have you done to God for this to happen to you? What, what are you going to do with all that? We're just getting to know each other, you know? We're just getting to know each other. And some of y'all don't realize a few years back, man, I, I went through a situation and, and uh, I, I, I was, uh, uh, my wife was, uh, this is several years back, my pastor knows it, and, and I, I've been pastoring my church and, and uh, man, whew, I went to a doctor with my wife, man, and at that time, and they told her she had pancreatic cancer. Went through this whole situation, man. And I was like, Lord, you know, you ever negotiated with God like that? Like, wait a minute, God. Now, we love you. We trust you. We, 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 we. I know some people down the street that need this. They don't even go to church. But I watched, we went through this situation, man. And I'm praying for everybody else. I'm praying for everybody else. Watch how God was in my tell. I'm praying for everybody else, but it ain't working for me at home. The devil gets you in isolation. <laughs> and man, I tell you, boy, I never forget, boy, the devil's messing my mind, right? That's what the devil does. He wants to get you into isolation. The start is interrogation. What you going to preach now, preacher? You talking about God is a healer. God can do all this stuff. What you going to do now, preacher? And my wife passed away, man, on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. 37 years old. She went home to be with the Lord, man, on a Sunday morning. I'm standing in the, in the, whole, in the hospital room, man, with tears in my eyes. And there come the devil. You're supposed to be so anointed. You've been telling people God is a healer. But I remember what Job said. And I remember the reach of my testimony was going to be important because I remembered something that people are watching and waiting to hear how I'm going to respond to this. And I had to reach way down inside and say, devil, you are a liar. Though he slay me. Yeah. 
yet will I trust in him and I believe I got some witnesses out there right now that can be a witness that you know no matter whatever happens in your life you've had some bad times in your life but you realize the power of your testimony you can't lead like him if you don't look like him that's what I learned I gotta go through some things you can't be around here shouting and looking like everything together, but you don't want to. You don't want to lead like him and look like him, baby. Your testimony has power, and you got to realize something. You didn't go through just for you. Can I? Can I leave this with you? Death worketh in us, Woo. but life, Paul says, works in you. And what you went through, you thought it was all about you. You personalizing your pain and you thinking that what you were dealing with was just about you. You sitting up licking your wounds, talking about, I don't know why it's happening to me. You quoting, you quoting poems. Life ain't been no crystal stair, had boards, tax turn up and all. You think it's all, it ain't about you. It's about other people. It's about how you going to come through for somebody else. I die that you might live. I want somebody to know this is how you handle a storm. This is how you come through a breakup. This is how you handle being sick. This is how you handle being laid off. You don't let the devil break you down you still show up saying this is the day the Lord has made I rejoice and be glad I used to look at people who shouted like that and I used to look at people and watch folk criticize folk and say it don't take all that I don't know why they always shouting and running like that but you don't know what people have come through you don't know what people have had to survive and if you don't know my story keep my glory out of your mouth cause God's been good to me Let me, let me close. I'm going back to Nashville. Thank y'all for having me. Well, listen to me. I fly a lot, Pastor. I do. I fly a lot. And uh, in my role, they got me on planes a lot. And, uh, you know, God speaks to me in these moments, you know, flying. And I was flying one time. Um, uh, Bishop Crump, I was flying from Nashville uh, to Los Angeles. And I was sitting next to a pilot this flight. We were sitting together and I always find it fascinating when you sit next to a pilot because inquiring minds always want to know. And so I'm sitting next to the pilot and we're having a conversation. He finds out I'm a preacher. We're having a cool conversation. You know, I'm talking about aviation. He's talking about church and stuff. It's all good. It's a four-hour flight. We got to work this out. Then all of a sudden, the pilot in the cockpit comes over the public address system and says, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask the flight attendants to be seated because we're about to go through some moderate to severe turbulence. And, uh, you know, this will probably last. They're telling us about 25, 25 minutes. And after we get through it, uh, we'll have the flight attendants to get back up and continue service. And we'll turn the seatbelt sign back on. I, now, in the conversation, said, looking at the pilot next to me, won't no. Uh, listen, because uh, that was the kind of turbulence that make you pray in the Holy Ghost. You ever been on one of them planes? And... and uh, I want to ask the pilot next to me, uh, how does he know how long this going to last? Yes, we all going through this for the first time. How in the world does this pilot have the audacity to tell us, strap in, this will last about 25 minutes? Is he a prophet? What's going on? pilot next to me says, well, let me help you understand something about aviation. That when we fly these routes, uh, there are planes ahead of us 
who have to report to air traffic control uh, the meteorological events along the route and air traffic control sends us back a message to let us know what the report was for planes that have already gone through it so the planes that went ahead of you sent back word this ain't gonna last long I'm looking at somebody tonight who's gone through some stuff and you ought to look back and tell somebody this ain't gonna last forever cause if God brought me through it I believe I got some witnesses at St. Paul tonight who can lift up your head and say you coming through it as well I need somebody to take about 60 seconds and just give God glory that you know you're coming through it I don't care what the diagnosis is you're coming through it I don't care what they said on the job you're coming through it I don't care what's happening in your house you coming through it can you give God glory that you coming through it Oh, don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Now, who is this word for? Who was this word for? Who, who was this word on, 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 online? Who was this word for? If it was for you, just put it in the chat. Me. That word was for me. Can we celebrate and give God praise for Bishop Joseph Warren Walker III? My God, what a preacher, what a word, what a word. Listen, I, I don't want to take for granted that, that everybody that's here has a relationship with God. The word that he preached tonight only works when you're connected to the God of the cosmos through his son, Jesus Christ. It, that's, that's the only way this thing works. And there are enough folks who have gone ahead who can testify without a shadow of a doubt that what Bishop just preached is true. Um, uh, there, there's a living testimony that can go ahead <laughs> and let you know trouble don't last always. I want to invite you to a relationship with this God through Jesus Christ. I just want to have a short prayer with you online or in the house. And as I lead you in this prayer online or in the house, I want you to make a decision either for Christ or his church. And for those that are watching us online and for those that are in the house, I'll let you know what you need to do. 
But whatever you are right now, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like for us all to repeat this prayer because for those of us who have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, it is a reminder of that relationship. Sometimes you need to be reminded. But if you're here right now and this prayer fits you, I want you to either say yes to Christ or say yes to his church. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you would, just read after me. God, I thank you for this word. I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I need a savior. And I want Jesus Christ to be the savior of my life. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross. I believe you raised him from the dead. I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. I want to live for you. I want to grow in you. Thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for real, for real, for real, if you meant that prayer, you meant it in your head, in your heart, you meant it in your mind, in your spirit, salvation is yours. Is it really that easy? Yes, you can't work to get saved. You work because you are saved. But here's what I want you to understand. Salvation is the, the entry. It ain't the end. That once you're saved, then God expects some fruit. That happens through sanctification and discipleship. So I want to right now, if you're watching us online, and if you're in the house, I want to lead you in a moment of saying yes to Jesus Christ. If you're watching us on Facebook, on our website, and that prayer was meant for you, if you would, just type in salvation. Type in salvation when our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on the phone, if you would, uh, email us at connect.sbbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and a phone number. And by 5 o'clock tomorrow, somebody will get in touch with you to let you know what the next steps are. If you're in the house, if that prayer was meant for you and you're going like, you know what? I'm tired of running. I need the Lord in my life. I surrender to you, God. If that's you, would you just hold up your hand? Would you just hold up your hand? If that prayer was meant for you, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Amen. Here's my second call. If you're in the house and you're saying, listen, Pastor, I'm already saved. Got a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but I don't have a church home. I am so kingdom-minded that I would love for you to be a part of St. Paul. But if you don't want to be a part of St. Paul, if you're in South Carolina, I'll send you to Bishop Crump's church. He's doing great work down there in Rock Hill. My concern is for you to get connected because guess what? We're not called to be long rangers. So if you're watching us on Facebook or on the website, if you would type in connect. Type in connect. One of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you. If you're listening to us on YouTube or telephone, if you would, email us at connect.sbbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309 and leave your name and your number and somebody by 5 o'clock tomorrow will reach out to you. If you're in the house, if you're in the house and you don't have a church home, again, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you don't feel like traveling this far and you're living near South Carolina, guess what? 
My brother, Bishop Herbert Crump, is down there as well. You can go and join his church. I want you to get connected to a church. So if that's you, would you hold up your hand right now? Hold up your hand. 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 Amen. We've done this commanded, and yet there's still room at the cross for you. Take a seat one more time. I want to do one more thing. How many of y'all were blessed by that word? No, don't play with me. How many of y'all were blessed by that word? Now, here, here, here is how I flow. I believe in sowing and reaping. I believe in sowing and reaping. I believe in sowing and reaping. Hey, Bishop, wait. Before you go, I want to show you something. There's a sister here. You're her favorite preacher. Lisa Murray, stand up. Stand up, Lisa. She's second vice president of our women's Committee. You're her favorite preacher. She's been waiting to see you. So, Lisa, you got to get his book. $20. Where his book at? Bring me this book. Amen. We got, he's going to be doing book signing. So go get them, uh, go get him change Eric so he can, and bring him around so he can get book signing. All right. I believe in sowing and reaping. If you're in the house right now, and if that word was for you, you can give online through Givelify or through our church app or website. Or if you have a physical offering that you would like to bring, you can bring it up front right now. I'm not going to give you an amount. I'm getting ready to sow as far as my phone is concerned. But that word blessed me tremendously. So here's the deal. If you feel like sowing, we ain't making you do anything. But if you feel led, if that word blessed you, let's give an offering of sowing. You go ahead and come down right now. And you go ahead and drop it in the basket that is closest to you. Keep your mask on as you come and sow. If you're giving online, you can do through the Givelify app. Or you can go to our church website. If you're watching us online, you can sow as well. Just put it under offering. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. God bless you. God bless you. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. We're about to get out of here. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. Put it under offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Before we close out, I want to acknowledge all the preachers of the gospel that are in the house. Would you please stand? I see, again, Bishop Herbert, any other ministers. God bless you all. Of course, our staff ministers are here. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for taking time out. You got an offering right here. Is that you, Woody? All right. Yeah. Um, Thank you all so much for, for coming out. And for those that are watching us online, thank you all so much. Bishop's books are $20. He's going to change. He's going to come out and do book signing. We want to encourage you to sow into his uh, ministry uh, as far as his books are concerned. Um, and they're going to take care of you as far as that's concerned. We have been blessed tonight. We've been blessed. We've been blessed. We've been blessed. Thank you to our visiting preachers as well as other visitors that are in the house. Thank you all so much. We're getting ready to get out of here. I don't take for granted what folks do around here. So I want to thank our music ministry, particularly our male chorus. Let's give God praise for them. Let's give God praise for our media ministry. Thank you all so much. Let's give God praise for our ushers. You all have been so faithful these last two weeks. Let's give God praise for the parking ministry. Let's give God praise for the parking ministry. Amen. And let's give God praise for our medical team. And let's give God praise for our first impression that helped check you in as you were coming in. 
Let's give God praise for you for coming online as well as joining us in the house. Thank you all so very much. Now, all that was cute, fine, and dandy. Let's give God praise for God. Amen. That should be the loudest praise. That should be the loudest praise. That should be the loudest praise. Well, listen, let's go ahead and let's stand. Uh, Minister Erica, you, you felt that prayer, didn't you? My God. My God. Whoever thought they could pray found out that they didn't know how to pray until after hearing her. Thank you for taking us to the throne of grace. All heads bow. God, we thank you for this powerful preached word. We thank you for the awesome, incredible testimony of David Scott Gibson for the singing of song. Thank you for Minister Erica Minor leading us in worship. Thank you for the singing of our brothers. Thank you for all who have come from near and far online as well as physically in this house. Thank you for all those who have served tonight, ushers and medical team and first impression in our media ministry and parking ministry. Thank you, God. We may have trouble, but trouble don't have us. What a word. Refresh Bishop Walker right now. Undergird him with your Holy Ghost power. And grant him and his team traveling grace and mercy as they prepare to go back to Nashville in the morning. Let us take this word, oh God, that we've gathered and gleaned and applied to our hearts and our lives. And let us be a little bit better tomorrow than we were today as we live for you. It's in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say, amen. Come on, if you've been blessed, give God praise. Um, follow the directions of the ushers. If you want to get your book signed, they're going to line you up out there. Uh, and uh, you will be blessed. Thank you all so much for taking time out. May God bless you and keep you.